On his Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, joined right now by Anthony Gargano. We've been uh, talking and visiting on the radio for many years. 97.5, the fanatic in Philly. You also hear him nationally on Fox Sports Radio. Anthony, this is a weekend where we should be doing radio together. Uh, and since no one else arranged it, I decided to call and, and have you on today. And uh, I've been I've been kind of monitoring your work recently. You're complaining about the respect level for uh, for for Philadelphia. I mean, this is so unlike you to complain about anything. <laughs> How are you, sir? Well, I love you, Matt. And uh, for your audience, Matt is a tremendous guy, a tremendous sportsman, as I like to call it. And, yeah, I'm complaining. How is Nick Sirianni not a finalist among the top three for coach of the year? All right, let's go through it. So, Brian Dable, terrific coach, but give me a break. He played nobody. And he got his, and he got his butt drubbed by Sirianni. Uh, Doug Peterson, who I love, Doug. However, Doug had sunshine and an incredible team and was coming off the worst NFL coach in NFL history. All right? And then you look around and you go, well, all right, let's look at Shanahan. I love Shanahan, too. Terrific coach. Nobody thought the Eagles would be the one seed. Nobody thought in their life that they would go freaking 14 and, and 13 and 1 with their starting quarterback. The only two, two of the three losses come with their backup quarterback. All right, Brandon Graham, who's got double digit sacks, is not the play, comeback player of the year. All right, Hassan Reddick, who's got double-digit sacks, is not in the running for not just double digits, 18 sacks. He's not, <laughs> not defensive player of the year. Jalen Hurts, all right, I finally got something as an MVP mm. candidate. He's only 13-1 and one when he's healthy. All right? Everybody hates us. Ben Simmons, the people killed this town about Ben Simmons, and there's no apologies. Nobody apologizes. Nobody. Everybody hates us. So yeah, Maddie, I'm complaining. You're not hated in Central Texas. I mean, there are people. There are small pockets of of Philly uh, supporters out there. Boy, you, they, you did not mention one of the great coaches of our time, though. In that in that in that group, I did not hear any mention of Mike McCarthy. I mean, how is he left off this list as well, uh, the great Mike McCarthy? Oh, by the way, breaking news, in case you didn't see it, Dan Quinn running it back as defensive coordinator with the Dallas Cowboys. This has just dropped in the last 30 to 45 minutes. So, Anthony, as you do all your national and local radio, uh, you know. I love Dan Quinn. Yeah. Dan Quinn no, is not the problem in Dallas. The problem in Dallas is the bison head that is your head coach, all right? The problem in Dallas, if I was Jerry, and I listen, you know, as an Eagle guy, I'm kind of happy. But if I was Jerry, I would give Sean Payton a part of the damn franchise to come coach me. All right? If, if anything, you got to go get Sean Payton. You got to get rid of Tom McCarthy. You got you to get rid of McCarthy. McCarthy has been a disaster. All right? He has Aaron Rodgers with his one Super Bowl. <laughs> He has been a disaster wherever he went. All right? He's Let's won. He's won. We're Philly, Philly, all right? Like that play that Doug Peterson comes up with, that Nick Foles calls. But Dallas, Dallas is a disaster. 
All right. Oh, as usual, his measured commentary is something I appreciate. Anthony Gargano, 97.5, the fanatic, also heard on Fox Sports. Uh, Anthony, will you be listening tomorrow? On you're, you're a morning national guy. I like to kind of wake up and, and ease into things. I'll be on tomorrow in the afternoon. I wish you'd jump on with me, by the way. Wouldn't that be fun? I don't know if I have uh, any. Hey, hey, Maddie, anything you, anything you want, I'm in. All right. Well, I, you've, al- you've always been uh, great to me. Now, what do you think about this matchup, though? Sunday, I mean, the conference Pretty championship. Matchup, Eagles are there. Yeah. I'm sure there were some Eagles fans rooting for the Cowboys to be there. Wouldn't that have been amazing? Of course, the Cowboys yeah, messed that up. I, I wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. that was going to be fun. I we would all head into. I mean, having NFC East. NFC title game would have been a blast. I was actually hoping that Dallas would have won because I thought it would have been so much fun. This is going to be a great football game. I, you know, you got two incredibly well-coached teams, very good de- defenses. I think it's going to come down to the battle of quarterbacks. And that, uh, you know, the one thing where I give the Eagles the edge is at the quarterback spot. And obviously, Purdy's been fantastic. You know, I mean, how, how do you, you look at the kid? It was terrific. However, I will say this. I thought that Dallas defense and Micah, I thought they rattled him a little bit. And if not for Dak's game and some of the some of the turnovers, uh, you know, I think Dallas wins the game. So I want to give the edge to the Eagles. I think it's going to be a good game, but I think it's going to be a battle of the quarterbacks, and I'll take Hurts at home against Purdy. Does this does Hertz just own this city? I mean, he's already yeah. reached a level that Donovan never did, and obviously Wentz had his moments, but it, it his star flickered out in a hurry. Uh, it, what is what is the relationship right now between this fandom and Jalen Hurts? Because he kind of he does kind of seem like a lunch pail guy, and and it just seems like boy. And of course, you got to win for this city to fall in love with you. But they, I, what do they think of like just his whole persona, his attitude, his approach? What is this? This relationship like with the quarterback brother let me tell you something this town loves Jalen when I tell you they are all hearts <laughs> like you know on your iPhone when you tap you type in the heart like you know it's all heart heart eyes blowing kisses they love him and here's why you named it he's a lunch pail guy but beyond that he's a coach's kid he's a wee guy He's everything that Wentz was not. Wentz played, he wanted to play superhero. He was a me-me guy. He was that kind of quarterback, right? Take unnecessary chances. Jalen does none of that. Jalen just runs the offense the way it's supposed to be run. He never talks about himself. He's always about the team. This town adores him. In many ways, it personifies this city. So it's interesting that a guy from Texas who personifies this town, uh, the Quaker element of this town, which is it's about the collective, not about the singular. Man, that's interesting. I hear you, Quaker. Man, getting into the Quakers. I've been to some of those markets where the Quakers, they have uh, downtown, somebody selling some of those things. That's a, What is the Quaker? What's that beautiful building down there near oh, the, the Marriott? Qua- where the famous Quaker, <laughs> the William Penn, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah, the yeah. market. Well, yeah. Billy Penn's at City Hall, right? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. City Hall, Philadelphia. And then you would always stay near the Reading Terminal Market where all yes. the great food would be. So the yeah. Quaker, you know, the city was founded by Quakers, right? Correct. And so it's America's first capital and the whole thing. But the Quaker mantra was we over I. It was always about the collective. And I think the Quaker mantra is in the soil here. And Jalen fits perfectly with that mantra. All right. I like what you were saying about uh, what they might be able to do to Brock Purdy. Uh, Me being a Big 12 guy, I've watched him for years. The Eagles had an unbelievable amount of sacks. Did I read it was like 75 or some 78? Some insane amount of sacks. You've got to go way back for something like that. So you saw some things from the Cowboys, though, that made you think perhaps you could rattle Purdy. Now, again, Shanahan is unbelievable at devising some of these strategies, but that's going to be a fascinating uh, chess match. It it is remarkable that a guy picked last in the draft, Mr. Irrelevant, is sitting here in a conference championship game, and the man's never never lost a game. I mean, it does feel like some kind of – there's a mystique around him or something. You feel like the Eagles are, are feeling pretty confident about a game plan that perhaps could throw him off stride. Yeah, now I will let me say this because the Niners, to their credit, they knew. You know, was to tell we should all realize this when Jimmy G gets activated, right? They were never talking about Jimmy G coming back, so they didn't want to put him on IR, right? They were everybody thought that because Brock Purdy was the third stringer, that they were like, well, we'll expose him and and put him on waivers, right? So you put him, so you deactivate him, and they didn't want to do that. They did not want to expose Brock Purdy way back when. And that is a, it was a tell how much they love Purdy that they made sure that they were not going to expose him to uh, waivers. He, the kid, he's got big stones. Here's the one thing I saw mm-hmm. that when you push him left, he does that pirouette. The Cowboys did it to him two or three times. And he does that kind of half pirouette and he throws the ball away. He did it against Seattle. You keep doing that, when you screw around like that, you're going to turn the ball over. And the Eagles' pass rush is no joke. And where they get after you when it comes to the Niners, the Niners' interior line is a little susceptible. They have great tackles, but their interior line is their soft spot. And that's where the Eagles, with Indomitian and Sue, Linville Joseph, Fletcher Cox, they have fortified the defensive tackles, and that's the area to watch because if the pressure's up the middle, that could spook Purdy. Boy, I love that. Who else was a pirouette guy? Tony Romo. You remember the pirouette? Yes. You remember what he was able to do? He could feel it. He could yes. spin out of it, and uh, that's going to yep. be interesting to see if they can kind of keep him out in that pocket. Now, he'll go down and go sidearm on you. I mean, you got to kind of watch yep. this guy. I mean, he has some he has some things in his bag. Well, this is going to be such a fun matchup, and uh, I can't I just can't wait to to hear I, even the pregame. 
even the 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 tailgating in Philly it, it's a wild thing the other day I was I was hearing that people bought uh, tickets to the lacrosse game because they didn't think 12 hours was enough to tailgate and that would extend their time to be able to tailgate for 15 hours to buy tickets to the professional lacrosse team and get into that parking that lot was the early that was the cheat codes. Wait, wait, the best that is that we got Villanova Sunday morning at the Wells Fargo. So yeah. that's at noon. So the gates are open at nine. So all of a sudden Villanova's a sellout, baby, because all the tailgaters are gonna ride for the three o'clock game at eight thirty. Oh man, I love that. I love that. Old Jay Wright had to walk away. From Villanova. Yeah, and why game. did he do that? Why yeah. did he do that? Because Scott Drew had his number. Scott Drew, the great <laughs> Baylor basketball coach, <laughs> chased him right out of basketball. <laughs> well, and by well, the way, Scott another. Drew's dad was, Scott Drew's dad was? Homer. Right. Valpo. Valpo. 1998-7. I'm at Valpo. And when they run that that play, right? Like after they after the Sweet Sixteen, I mean, excuse yeah. me, after the first round of the tournament, I go to Valpo, spend a week. I was working for the New York Post. I sit with Homer, and I and he brings Scott in, who's his son, and we do this whole thing. I ride on the bus with Homer and Scott from Valpo, Indiana, to St. Louis for the regional where they were just the darlings. And I love Scott Drew, and I root for Scott Drew all the time. All right. Well, the Bears have a – Jay Wright. The Bears have a big game against Arkansas Saturday. Keep one eye on that, the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Big 12, best conference in America. Great game. College basketball. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm with that. Yeah. All right. Keep an eye on that. Uh, Come uh, on, bro. I'm a sportsman. You know that. I love my college hoop. Baylor. And listen, one of my best friends was the football coach at Baylor. You know that. Matty Rule. Oh, that's right. That's right. Coach Rule, who's now I was in with the, Matt, I Nebraska. Talked I talk, yeah, I talked to Matty, I don't know, two days ago. I talked to Matty every couple, every couple of days. I feel like when Matt talks to you, he may change his accent up a little bit. It used to happen to me occasionally. I'd come on with you, and you'd get, you'd get me all stirred up, and then suddenly the Texas accent was gone, and I, and I was kind of trying to talk some Philly. Um, or, or, yeah, some Northeast I accent. Matt, are you kidding me? I had Matty eating hoagies and cheesesteaks, all right? Let me tell you something. <laughs> when he was coaching Temple, I had him all down. Yeah, yeah. Boy, Temple had a big win against the University of Houston the other night. What a yeah, huge win yeah. that was against that on Kelvin the, Sampson program. On the great John Chaney's birthday. Wow. The late, great John Chaney. It was his birthday. And Aaron, all right, Aaron McKee, coach of Temple, wins as an 18-point underdog. Beautiful stuff. Yeah, I can, I can, I can, if I thought hard enough, I could tell you McKee's number – when he was playing, I can think about John Chaney's defense. There's a lot we could go into. Number I'm going to let you go. You're You've right. Got a lot, you got a lot more interviews to do. So uh, <laughs> do what you, you got to do. Hey, thanks, Anthony. I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, let's do let's do something together Pleasure, soon, my brother. All yeah, right, great. There, there he goes, Anthony Gargano. Uh, if you couldn't tell, he is. Uh, 
a Philadelphia radio guy. 97.5, the fanatic. And uh, also does uh, Fox Sports national shows. And uh, Aaron, you know I'm not a guy who gets up early. Imagine my surprise when I agreed a couple of years ago to do some Fox national shows. And I, I, my assignment was to be on the air at 5 a.m., all right, 5 to 9. Who do you think I was matched up with? None other than the guy you just heard from, Anthony Gargano. Imagine, <laughs> imagine Gargano's voice and his energy at 5 a.m. No way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And then, my, and then imagine my energy level, which is not even that high in the afternoons. <laughs> 5 a.m. But, uh, but he is a fun guy and has been a good friend throughout the years. Okay.